and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you joined me here today. It is Monday, the 3rd of February, 2020. I hope you all had a good Groundhog Day yesterday. Uh, I was so pleased and excited to hear that uh, that we're going to have an early spring. Of course, that's also taking place in Pennsylvania. I'm not sure how that applies to Illinois, but I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for an early spring. <laughs> we have not had much of a winter, and uh, I'm kind of okay with that. <coughs> My wife would like to have some more snow, and um, um, well, what happens happens. But I'm uh, I was uh, I was pleased with the groundhog this year. Uh, We'll see if he's truthful. If he's not truthful, we may have to put up all kinds of memes about hunting down uh, the uh, groundhog. (laughs) Well, if you watched the Super Bowl yesterday, it was a pretty exciting game. It was, um, uh, I was ready to uh, give up on the Chiefs, but boy, they... uh, they came alive in the in the fourth quarter. It was it was pretty exciting, and I am I'm very uh, tickled and excited for a, a couple of my friends who are huge Chiefs fans. Um, Tyrone and Billy are diehard Chief fans. They are dyed in the wool, and uh, and I and I saw on Facebook how excited and happy they were to finally have. A uh, a Super Bowl here in in recent years to uh, to celebrate and enjoy. So I'm I'm tickled for them. It was it was a bit of a nail biter all the way to the end. Um, we had a, a, a grandson and one of his friends over last night, and uh, I was asked, you know, who my team is, and I really don't have a team. I guess the closest I would say is. Uh, probably the Bears, uh, simply going back to all the fun around Super Bowl Twenty when I was in college. And uh, we had a great um, uh, party uh, for that particular Super Bowl. And uh, even though all those players are, have uh, gone out to pasture uh, or have passed away, uh, it, was, it was a very fun Super Bowl back in 20. So I guess I, I, I still have... Uh, Fond memories of that. Um, oh, let's see. Um, well, I was thinking of other things to comment on. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, uh, I just, I, I, I will reserve comment of the halftime show a, a wee bit. Uh, and just stick to the game. And the game was fun. It was a good time. Well, let's see what to uh, get into for today. There was uh, a little thing that came across uh, my Facebook feed back last week on Thursday. And, and it's one of these where, you know, this, this could be an interesting experiment. You know, sometimes um, when you're visiting with somebody and maybe it's, it, you know, the conversation's going a wrong direction. You, it's getting uncomfortable you, or it's going too long. You'd like to get out of it. Or maybe this isn't a person that you really wanted to talk to. 
but the uh, but here you are, and and this is this is an idea, and and, I, and if any of you want to try this, and then give me some feedback, uh, I'd be glad to share it on the podcast. But it says a good way to get out of a conversation is take off one of your socks and hand it to the person talking. Th- that's an interesting idea. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. I think that would be fun to try, uh, just to see what their expression is. I, 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 I don't know. I, I would probably try it with uh, one of my coworkers, uh, but they listen to the podcast on occasion, so I'm not sure. They may be, you know, up on it now since I've tossed it out there. But if any of you want to try that and give me some feedback, that would, that would, that would be cool. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Oh, let's do it like at the beginning of the day when your socks are still kind of fresh. Otherwise, yeah, that would that would just be that would be a little bit weird if it's an old nasty sock. But uh, no, what I wanted to uh, oh, there was also another uh, uh, neat thing from the weekend I wanted to share with you. Um, my brother-in-law, uh, Sean Dooley, he lives uh, up in Aurora. Uh, with his lovely wife Kathleen, and on Friday there was a a soft opening for an art exhibit that where he is being featured at a a small gallery up in Aurora, uh, just right by the river in downtown, uh, called "If These Walls Could Talk," and he does kind of I guess you would term it modern goth. Uh, paintings and uh, sculptures and stuff, and uh, this uh, there was a, a soft opening uh, of the exhibit, and this Friday will be I guess you would call it the grand opening of the exhibit. Uh, but it's um, he was very very much surprised because it was his fiftieth birthday, and a whole bunch of unexpected people uh, turned out for the exhibit. Um, uh, my wife and I, we drove up there. He was tickled to see us. Uh, his dad came up from Florida. There was just, the place was packed with, with family and friends and, and it was just a a wonderful time. Uh, and a lot of excitement. This is something that he's, he's always, he's, um, always dabbled in art and always had a good eye for it. But in recent years, he's trying to, um, make a dream come true. And I applaud that. Uh, it's um, it was it was an exciting time. It was a fun time. Uh, so um, that was just a fun thing I wanted to toss toss out there. Uh, if any of you are in that area and are into modern goth, um, that might be a, a nice little exhibit to check out. It's going to be up for two months, I understand. So February and March. Uh, so, uh, check it out if that is what you might be into. So let's get into, uh, the topic of today and it, and it's, uh, from a, a little infographic that I saw and comes from, I guess it was posted out originally on Reddit, um, but it's called how to stop taking things personally. And you know what? That's a hard thing to do. Um, it's so easy to take things personally. Um, you know, for some folks, they're able to just, you know, let it flow off their back. They they don't seem to connect too hard 
uh, to things. And then there's others of us, and I include myself, where we can easily take certain things personally. We overthink things too much. And so here are some seven tips if you're one of those people to try to uh, uh, not take things so personally that, that your own emotions can get caught up in it. And the first is to realize that other people's rudeness is not about you. When someone is rude, it's likely to be a reflection of their own issues. And this is something that when people get angry or express anger, that's a, I've, I've kind of learned a pretty good uh, set of skills for handling it and not taking it personal. And it's this very point. <coughs> Realizing that other people's, in this that case, other people's anger is not about you. When someone is angry, it's likely to be a reflection of their own issues. I think you can toss in um, whether it's rudeness or anger or other things. How we react to something a lot of times is is really about what's going on with us more so than the other person. So when we can have that, you know, kind of in the forefront of our mind, it may make it a lot easier to deal with. Number two, ask yourself, what else, what else the comment or behavior might mean? For example, if someone doesn't smile or say hello, they might be shy. So it, how somebody's reacting, and if it's different from how you normally react uh, or see them react, don't automatically jump to the conclusion that it's necessarily about you. Try to think of some other reasons why it might be that way. If somebody is being quiet, they just may be in their own head about something else. You know, if you grew up in a household where the silent treatment was used as a means of punishment, then you may think that other people being silent is about punishment, but it might not be. So try to think of some logical reasons of what else it can mean. Number three, take comments or criticism in a constructive way. Ask yourself if there's any truth to it and what you can learn. This is a hard one. This is a hard one for a lot of people. Comments or criticisms, it's very easy to take it as an attack on us personally. Um, whenever I first started, you know, writing, uh, composing words um, in a more meaningful way, not just with, um, uh, okay, write an essay for, a, you know, a high school class assignment or something, but whenever, like when I was in college and I had to do some larger papers um, and I was, it wasn't just quickly answering something, but it was putting my heart and soul into it, trying to make it the best that I could make it, rewriting things or, or in you know that case uh, before word processors, retyping it and retyping it till I had it, you know, exactly the way I wanted. And then, you know, there'd be, you know, critical comments coming from the teacher and it would just crush me. And what one of the things that I learned to do in that case was to consider everything I write a draft, that there will never be a final product. Even if it's a published book, there's not a final product. It's always just a draft. And then by putting that as my mindset, then I can I can look at it as, 
okay, what can I learn from that comment? How could I make it better? Uh, would it be better just for them or would it be better for others? Um, how can I learn from that? So, you know, taking the comments or constructive criticism can be hard, but don't personalize it. Don't, you know, combine it with your blood, sweat, and tears if you're, if you're you know, doing something. But simply, you know, look at it as, are there, are there elements of truth that I can utilize? Number four, take a different perspective. You know, I was talking about perspective the other day on the podcast. Ask yourself how an unbiased outsider would see the situation. You see, you're biased because you're involved in it. So how would somebody who wasn't, who was just observing, would they see it in the same way that you are? How would they see it differently? (coughs) Pardon me. Number five, realize you can't please everybody. Yeah, you can't please everybody. And if you are a people pleaser kind of person, that's hard because you want to. But, you know, it's kind of like a saying I heard, if you're not offending somebody, you're not really taking a stand. Because there's people on every, on both sides of every single argument, every single question, every single debate. You know, talked about the Super Bowl. Okay, there were people rooting for each side. And uh, uh, so, you know, you can't please everybody. Some people are going to say, oh, it was, you know, there were bad calls. You know, we should have won. Okay, that's, that's you know, fine. You know, some people are going to like the Super Bowl halftime show. Some people aren't. Okay, that's fine. You can't please everybody. So if you're trying to please everybody, that's kind of a setup, isn't it, for you? You're kind of setting yourself up. So, But if you realize you can't please them all, then that's okay. That helps you not take it personal. Number six, know that you're not defined by your mistakes or criticisms. Know that you are not defined by your mistakes or criticism. You're defined by what you do. You're defined by, you know, what your beliefs are. You're defined by deeper things than a mistake. Some people, some people, their mistake, (coughs) some people, their mistake may get a lot of attention, especially if it's in kind of a public way. You know, if you misspeak on a live broadcast, yeah, that can that can end a career. That can end uh, how people see you. Um, you know, yes, you can have great big kind of mistakes that are done in a public way, but you got to remember you're not defined that way. A mistake is a mistake. A blunder is a blunder. A criticism is simply a criticism, maybe of something that you did. But it's an event or it's a situation. It's not your entire life. Don't define yourself that way. And then finally, number seven, realize that your self-worth depends upon you. It does not depend on what others say about you. Your self-worth depends upon you. How you view yourself. There's always going to be arrows you know, shooting at you. There's always going to be slings that are wielding, you know, rocks at you. There's always going to be people trying to 
take you out or take you down in whatever line of work or where you're at. And don't let other people define your self-worth. Let your self-worth come from how you see yourself and how those that you trust that are on your side see you. Never take your opinion from your enemies or those who would do you harm. So, how to stop taking things personally? Here's seven tips. See if there's some that ring a bell with you, that make sense to you, that would help you be able to handle those situations better. All right, that's it for today on this great Monday morning. Uh, I need to crank out another quick podcast for the I Hate Anxiety podcast. And so if you don't know that one or haven't come across it, look it up. It's on all, it's probably on the place where you get this podcast, uh, the I Hate Anxiety podcast. All right. Have a great one, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.